0: Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Coaches. I enjoy talking with bestselling authors, writers, editors, publishers, and the creative souls about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Sandra Cruz is an intuitive trauma release and self-empowerment coach, Reiki master and teacher, certified traumatic incident reduction facilitator, and a published author. In March of this year, she published Journey to Yourself, How to Heal from Trauma, written by someone who did. This is the first book in the series she is writing. Welcome, and thank you for joining me in the pen to paper press podcast studio. Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm so happy to be here. You are welcome. Thank you. And I would love to learn more about the series that you are writing. And what can you share with us about the series?
1: The series is called Journey to Yourself. And it's a series of three books. The first one that has been published this year is How to Heal from Trauma. The second one is How to Unbecome Who You Were Taught to Be. And the last book is going to be How to Find Your True Self.
0: Wow, powerful. Thank you. <laughs> In- you know, writing books on our past traumas is is not easy. It's not easy at all. I, you know, anybody who has written a memoir can definitely, you know, agree to that. Um, because it's so easy for us to slip back into that, you know, emotional hell of that time period. Mm-hmm. So, what self care techniques did you gift yourself when you were writing through those moments? when you know those painful events and probably going through lots of tissues yeah
1: well i have to say when i wrote my book and started with my story i had already healed from everything so it was not as hard as it would have been if i was still in the healing process But it was difficult still for me, like to really purposefully go back into every incident. And there were many in my in my life. And so it really had to take a step back and take a deep breath and allow myself to feel what I was feeling. That was the one thing that I've learned is that we have to allow ourselves to feel.
0: Agreed. Because if we stifle it, that's when we come into... More resistance um, to do things that kind of becomes uh, a fear freeze thing where we just pulled back ourselves from well experiencing life yeah, and, that's quite true. and so for you um, with writing your first book, um, do you mind telling us a little bit about your first book? Of course.
1: Of course,
0: I, I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I, I'm here like, trying to come up with the right words to say. Tell me about it, because without saying, you know, give me the the juicy dirt on it, because that's not what I want. What What right. I'm looking for is writing painful about painful things, and you know, finding ourselves—the journey to self. Period. Yeah. it's not an easy journey. No. and So and it's not supposed to be. No.
1: Well, not it, supposed be nice. to be
0: <laughs> it would be nice if it was but yeah, you're right. So um, <laughs> now I lost my question about Oh, tell me about your tell me about the, you know, some of the things that you did for yourself to how did you do it and remain gentle on yourself? Well, first of all, writing a book about your story is
1: a journey. There is a reason why there are several drafts, especially when you write your own story, because the very first time you write out your story, it's raw. It's very angry. It's we want to go to our attackers and bite their head off (laughs) while we're writing this. Yes. I know I was. And then I had to put it aside for a while. You know, there were so many, there were different things that happened in my life. So from different men at different times in my life. And I had to start somewhere where I felt comfortable starting. So not at the very beginning or at the very end where I felt comfortable is where I started and worked my way up or down the timeline. And that was very helpful for me because it gave me time to really adjust to really going back into the story. And I try to be as truthful as possible because with my book, yes, I want to show people how they can heal from trauma, but I also want to show them by through, well, how I write my story that I've done this. I'm not just saying empty words. No, I've been through my story. I've healed and you will you can tell from the way i the final draft of my story is in a book that i wrote it with compassion for myself with understanding for my parents who did the best they could with what they had and even though it would not would have been a lot more than i would have needed from them but they did the best they could so i try to show people yes i healed yes i understand my parents place in all of this, and
0: it's okay I like how you said the first draft is full of anger yes, because especially if you were the victim of of uh, something that you truly could not have prevented, right. and in many cases that is what happens with trauma mm-hmm. and why it affects us the way it does. And there's of course different levels. So without um, going into too much detail, if you don't want to, what are some of the traumas that you speak of in your book?
1: Okay, well, it starts with when I was was molested at 12, sexually harassed when I was 14, bullied from 16 to 17, then sexually assaulted multiple times between the age of 19 and 25. And read
0: when I was twenty-two, so that's there's a lot of reason to be angry. (laughs) Yes, there is angry, and through all of that, healing yourself um, was not an easy task. How did you get through? How did you get through that? How did you find that healing?
1: Well, it was actually a very spiritual experience okay i had after a couple years after i was raped i went to see a psychologist because i needed help and i knew i needed help but at the end of our first session he dismissed me with the words that i think you already worked through it all what am i supposed to do really yes really Okay, that's so interesting. It is it was, yes. It was not what I expected, but in the end, it was the greatest gift he could have given me. Okay. But I have not seen this until I was healed. Yeah. You know? Okay. So because then after that visit, I had hit rock bottom. That was it. I was like, I reached out for help and he says I don't need help, so what now? Then a friend of mine came to visit and he was very spiritual. And he stood in front of me, hands on his hips, looking at me with a stern face and said, get a quartz crystal ready. As if I was supposed to know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. But this is it. I still have it From all of years ago. And this was the beginning of my healing journey and my introduction to spirituality. Now, this doesn't mean that my journey was all spiritual, no, but it showed me a path for healing for possibilities I didn't see before. And that's what's happening when we hit rock bottom, when we stop only seeing what's inside this box that we call our life, when we start to look left and right what's outside. Yeah. And that's usually where we find the answers.
0: I I hear you on that one. I so very resonate with that. And and I like how you said, see the possibilities. Yeah, because when we're in it and we're, you know, I um when i hit that rock bottom i find myself i i just visually see myself sitting on the ground my back up against the signpost and i'm sitting at the corner of what the f and what's the point point? and that's when i you know i just sit there and allow myself to be there until i'm ready to get up and do something about it and in that case that's when you see the possibilities and see, okay, how can I turn this awareness into something that'll help move me on the journey and, and get me to a better place, you know, so that it's not so, so difficult, you -hmm. know, because we don't, we don't want, well, let me rephrase. Most people don't want to (laughs) sit and remain in that space of, You know, disparity and and that rock bottom. There are a few I do know a couple who who reside there, but it's not a it's a choice. You know, when when we really stop and think about it. Um. So now that you have one book written in the series, and you you learned an ungodly amount of lessons from doing it, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is your second book easier or is it a little bit more difficult to write the second book? Well, both. Okay. I mean, when I, the thing is when I first
1: started to write, how to heal from trauma, I wanted to pack everything into this book and I thought, okay, but journey to yourself. That was the actual title of the book journey to yourself and nothing else. Okay. But I was like, you know, the journey is not just the trauma healing. The journey is so much more. And I was like, if I put all of this in one book, I have like a thousand page book here. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, okay, let's put it into a trilogy. After I published my first book and started writing a second one, I thought, what on earth was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> because I now... Put it really into step by step instructions. Okay. First, of how to heal from trauma. So, my story is maybe 10 pages of the whole book. Okay. The rest is demystifying trauma. What's really happening when we feel this? What's really happening when we feel that? What is keeping us stuck? How can we forgive our attacker and ourselves? How can we find peace? How can we outgrow our trauma and find ourselves again? including exercises and yeah journaling prompts thank you and room for notes you know i'm perfectionist like every trauma survivor on this planet we're all perfectionists because when you're being traumatized the first thing you lose is the sense of being in control right and so by we're masking this loss of control with perfectionism by trying to control everything that's why so many trauma survivors have OCD they just need to be in control to feel
0: something resembling safety wow which is also in my book you (laughs) really hit on something because you know I have several friends that have significant OCD and it's like I know a couple of those individuals, I know the trauma they went through. And it's like, wow, that, that really just, you know, opened Mm. up that perception of that explains it. And interesting, I did not mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I love
1: those uh (laughs) aha moments. It means I did the right thing with writing my book. When you already get one, you haven't even read it. (laughs) So
0: you're this is this series is going to be very very powerful and since you've published the first one in march are you getting lots of response back from people going oh my gosh i needed this i wish oh no No,
1: i think i went with the wrong publisher actually because i'm so tight in what i can do and promoting and things so I just took a peek on Amazon today and my book is on a bestseller of a million five hundred. and I was like this can't be happening. But it is what it is at some point someone is going to pick it up and says wow this is awesome the world has to see it, but I guess the time is not yet.
0: So did you go with so then you did not self publish it did you go with like a hybrid publishing okay. Yes, I went
1: with a hybrid because one of my friends, she has seven books published with them and she was happy and I was like, okay, and it sounded good and yes, they're very nice people and I get a lot of perks from that. But when it comes to really tweaking on Amazon and things like that, I have no control over that and I think now that I've published my book, I see how important that is that I have the power to change the things I need to change, which means my next book, yeah, is going to be self-published the next book in
0: the series, you know, we learn. Yes, there are are no mistakes. It's all a learning process. Mm -hmm. And when there's always adjustments to be made, that is probably one of the hardest things that I have really became familiar with the true meaning of, of that of adjusting you know Mm -hmm. there for a while it was I'm adjusting my sales and and getting through the moment and and so forth and you'll I I just have a sense that someone is going to find that book and is going to really Really grab a hold of it, and you know the trusting issue is is another thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Trusting in and I mean trusting in like the divine and and trusting in timing, in all of that. There's there's a, a reason there's a pause in in the popularity or you know the you know um, in in the lower readership. Um, there's a reason for that what the reason is I I can't tell mm-hmm. you I don't have that insight or at least not right now <laughs> <And> <laughs> if I do Sandra I will send that away to you okay. but the, yeah uh, but you know with this um, you're learning yeah that how do I get more eyes on my book cover how do I get this into more hands Uh, so that people can heal from it and what I'm really hoping is that someone in the audience is going you know this is a topic that I need to learn more about and picks it up and says "Ooh, I need to share this so that's that's my that's the intention I'm setting out there for you that we (laughs) we get you noticed (laughs) thank you no, I
1: have the strong belief that anybody who needs my book will find it. Yes. And I know this to be true because I'm just as spiritual. I mean, of course, my spiritual journey. So, <laughs> but still, the ego sometimes gets frustrated. Let's put it this way.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. The <laughs> ego wants to say, yeah, I told you so. And, you know, Mm -hmm. well, all the different mean, horrible things that we say to ourselves. And, and then when you, when you sit back, and it's like, take a deep breath, and it's like, that's not true. Timing, timing is everything. And the right person who this is intended for, will find Mm -hmm. it. And and in the meantime, you keep going forward. You keep promoting it. You keep getting yourself out there and and making it known. And um. And with your next book, think of all the lessons that you have now that you didn't have earlier this year. So, um, um, one of the things that I I did want to, you know, I keep talking about the trauma part. And maybe this isn't the right time to ask that question that I was just going to ask. Let's talk about your writing process, because that's important too. So are you like working on this book night and day? Are you hit and miss on, you know, like one day you'll write, Five words the next week, you might add another word, and then you know, three months later, write a paragraph.
1: Well, I mean, the last year it has been pretty difficult with my husband now working from home, my son was on virtual school from home, and I had to become the strict housewife and mom, you know, and had to redefine my role in this world. I mean, running my own business when the whole family's home and I have to there because they expect that from me you know (laughs) yeah because it's always been like this then yeah i had to define my role so my role as a writer was put on the back burner Mm -hmm. but now that my son is back in real school i have a little more time my husband is still home (laughs) working from home but still he can take make his own lunch (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and when I write I have to be in the flow I can't just sit down in the morning okay it's nine o'clock let's write it doesn't work like this first I need to know that my kitchen is clean I cannot work when I know the kitchen isn't clean I don't know why that is because I'm in my office I don't see the kitchen but it's always in the back of my mind but I need to know my house is in good shape So I don't have to worry about it. And then when this is done, I can sit down. And then, of course, I need to be inspired. So I don't write a book from start to finish. Just like with my story, I write what I feel drawn to writing. Okay. The second book, for example, is about unbecoming who we were taught to be. So everything we were taught from childhood, growing up, all those limiting beliefs that our parents, grandparents instilled with us, what they grew up with and bullying in school, you know, then the workplace, everything we had to be. And that's not us because it doesn't feel right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's the kind of, I wouldn't say trauma, but issues that I cover. So basically unraveling everything that we're not and making people think, but to really inspire them to think I have to inspire to write about the subject. Right. So it's not like a manual that I'm writing, you know, for me, it has to, it has to come from the heart because unless it's from the heart, it's really coming from the center of my being. It's not authentic me. And yeah. even if you read my first book, every chapter, you will know this is authentic me. This is no jargon just written down pretty quick to get it done. No, this is all me.
0: Well, and there you bring up something that's so important because what I've noticed is some people are just writing to write it to say that they're a published author Uh and you can tell when they're writing for seo so that they'll get the high rankings on internet searches or Mm -hmm. amazon or you know whoever and in in many cases those books are missing exactly what you said they're missing the heart Uh they're missing the 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 depth of the intention of the book which you know when you're when you're working on for the intent to make a buck with the intention to get the high rankings on you know on search engines and so on and so forth that doesn't come from the heart Mm -hmm. and there's you know So many people I know are talking about, and with you being a Reiki master and being spiritually connected, um, Mm -hmm. I know you're feeling it too. There's a huge energy shift right now that's happening. And people are, are really becoming aware of, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want to be sold on this. I don't want to be sold on something that's not going to touch me in that way that feels good, you know, that, that helps me and and helps me to connect with Mm -hmm. another person. And so when you write from the heart, you feel that from, I mean, how many books have you written where you're like, okay, they're looking for a quick buck. (laughs) And when we write from the heart, it's like, it, you it, you just you become so attached to to the content that you feel it, you're a part of it, you're living in it, and you're you're taking the lessons from it. Mm-hmm. And with having, you know, I'm not exactly positive what a traumatic incident reduction facilitator is or what I, I have a good idea what your role is. But I'm sure that with your knowledge, you're able to help people through your words, because, Mm -hmm. again, it's coming from your heart, to really understand where they're at and and bring that awareness up to the forefront that makes them stop and think and go, oh, okay, that explains that. Mm -hmm. Hmm." How do I move forward from here? Oh, look, here's an idea. I'll, I'll try that.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what I want to try and accomplish with my book. Because oh. there's enough books out there that just talk about the subject. Yes. But I don't tell you how you get through this. I don't tell you what you can do to heal yourself. I healed myself. So yes I help others heal too but I healed myself so you can too. I'm no different than anybody else.
0: You know we are so similar in so many ways and people forget that. Mm-hmm. It's it, and I think that's part of that energetic shift that we're going from the me 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 to <laughs> oh we. I'm I'm similar to them. They do this very similar. Oh wait, you know we're coming more back into more of a we or community type. You know, hey, let's help out our neighbor. They need help down the road. You know, so and so had such and such happen. You know, I need to go help them. I think that that sense of community is is coming back, or at least I'm hoping it is. But that's what I'm feeling as well. So, which mm-hmm. is which is very important. Who inspired you or what really kind of inspired you to, you know, you've got all this information, you've had the idea to maybe, maybe not write a book. What was the catalyst that said, I'm doing it? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I always wanted to write a book
1: I love writing. When I was 14, I used to write poetry. Hmm. And yeah, but if you had told me like five years ago, I would write a book about trauma healing, I would have laughed. I thought I would write a cheesy romance novel or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) But Yeah. One thing that I really loved was when I gave Reiki sessions, afterwards we're always sitting down me with my clients and to make sure they're okay after the session not ungrounded or dizzy or anything
0: right. and
1: they always talk to me and trauma always came up they just felt you know relaxed enough to open and talk about it and i just always knew what they needed to hear to understand to have that shift to let it go and heal yeah And I just love this part so much. And then, of course, there was always this question, well, who am I to write a book? Ah, Who am I to write a book? book, You know, (laughs) I mean, the the usual. But then I came across a quote from Oprah. And she said, turn your wounds into wisdom. And that hit home. That was, that tipping point when I said, okay, yep, she has a point because what we forget is that our stories matter with our stories. We can help people. We can show them I was in the same boat and I made it through. And so can you,
0: Yep, because
1: we don't think our stories are important because we are not allowed to talk about it because what would the neighbors think if they knew, at least I was brought up like this
0: most people are
1: <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> so yeah until we realize no this is my story and my story is important my story has a we have to give our stories a purpose because once we give it a purpose we take our power back so it's not just helpful for others it's so empowering for ourselves i can tell you the first time i was on stage a little stage and at the little event and (laughs) shared a little bit of my story and i was terrified i was like what will people say i mean i was bullied in school so i was afraid this would be the same thing here being laughed at or something you know but no they came to me with tears in their eyes thanking me for sharing my story because it was so inspiring and they said i've been through this too and i never had the strength to talk about it i was like i was strong i was terrified i wasn't strong (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, and this, yeah, this moment of bravery to just go up on stage in front of the microphone and just talk about it changed everything.
0: Well, shame, guilt, fear, you know, they're oftentimes that roadblock that prevents us from talking about what happened to us and much less writing about it. what are what are some of the insights you would offer to those that are sitting on that fence post, you know, to help them overcome their fears to express themselves through creativity and and not necessarily through writing, but creativity in general? Well, that's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: For the most part, we are afraid because we don't deem ourselves worthy because for most of our lives, we have been conditioned to believing that we are no one important. Yeah. Because of the fear of our parents, grandparents, because they were taught don't hold your head, hold your head high, but don't speak up. You don't want to make yourself better than anybody else because self pride stinks.
0: Yes. That's what I was
1: brought up with. Germany. I mean, after the war. So, yeah. And so understanding that it's their belief, but not ours, because deep down, we know this is wrong. We know this is not us. So we're basically paralyzed, like almost held hostage by the fears of our ancestors. So, and understanding that and taking the first step out of this prison Mm -hmm. is terrifying. Believe me, I've stepped out of this so many times and every time I'm terrified. But once we do that, we see nothing happened. We didn't get killed, like what our ego tried to tell us, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yes, ego is funny. (laughs) But... On the other hand, we saw how strong we actually are. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to challenge, sometimes, every time we have to challenge ourselves. The very first time, it's extremely difficult because we're really terrified
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of what other people think. Will they pull us back down? What if we stand our ground? What will they say? How will they treat us? Will people like what we do? Will they laugh at us? But all these are just fears of Stopping us from moving forward.
0: Yeah. Just trying, just once trying, just picking up the pen and, and putting it to the paper. Yeah. And if you if you don't have the words, then draw, you know, just to, to do something that kind of helps to express it somehow outside of yourself moving it through your your head to your heart to your hand or from your head to your hands and and just express it and then again it can be uh creativity is anything Mm -hmm. that that is an expression yes that you know comes out of us
1: So, usually when I stand in front of an opportunity, that terrifies me because it's next level. Mm -hmm. I always ask myself, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? The very worst thing that can happen. What is that? Let's say we want to share our story in a podcast for the very first time. Remember the very first time I was on the radio. Oh, my God, I had my crystals left and right in my hand, and I was like, so <laughs> anxious. And after that, I was like, I just had a conversation with someone else like I do with you right now.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: was thinking of this million of people that could possibly listen and judge me. That's what I was thinking about. But in the end, it was just a conversation between you and me. Right. And it's a wonderful conversation. I mean, you know, so We always have to ask ourselves, what's the worst thing that can happen? And the very worst thing that we can come up with is never going to happen. That's just our mind trying to stop us. So we have to challenge ourselves and say, okay, I am scared, shipless, but I'm going to do it anyways. And if we say I'm going to do it anyways, it's amazing what we can accomplish. I wouldn't be here today talking to you about my very first published book if I hadn't pushed myself over the edge time and time and time again.
0: I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Very true. Because reaching out to, you know, the the hybrid publisher that you're working with, that takes courage. Mm-hmm you're putting your vulnerable self out there I have this baby I have this you know I have to protect my baby and if you don't like my baby (laughs) you know then then you know that triggers all sorts of emotions in handing that off to somebody else to critique and you know one of the harder things about writing a book is having somebody edit that book because it's like what do you mean my words were perfect <laughs> yes.
1: I know I actually hired someone to edit she's um, a book coach and yeah when she first said okay here's some of my changes and everything was read I was being triggered I was like are you kidding me but yeah like I said it's my baby but then she helped me make my book sound even better than it did before yes you know i mean i'm originally from germany english is my second language our commas we put differently than you do so she had a lot of work (laughs) along with the commas but she changed some words and said okay think rethink this and rethink that and taking a couple days to really stop fuming (laughs) and i sat down and looked i was like yeah she's right and it really made the book more sounded better than it already did from what I thought it did,
0: but you know, you brought up something that's so important and that's that second language and that is a hurdle that you have to really sit back and like, you know, who is your tar- target audience? which country are they in which which language are you writing to Mm -hmm. um i helped a gal with uh editing her book i helped her uh get through her process and and coached her through a few things and she's from canada and canada does uh do things a little different in regards Mm -hmm. to their writing style and you know, it was like, okay, who's which audience are you more, you know, wanting to attract? And so then both of us adjusted to that particular audience that she was working, or, you know, that she was writing for. And that is something to take into consideration. It's like, mm-hmm. hmm, who, it, well, and when I spoke with uh, Richard Litton a couple of episodes back... You know he's got his book in in several languages so then you know when it came to and he he talks about being on amazon and for for this country you have to you have to categorize everything different than if you're in this country because things are uh, 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 interpreted differently between the different countries and the Mm -hmm. different languages and, and words have different meanings in different places. So, yes, you had quite the challenge. <laughs> then. So, um, yeah, that would, that would pose quite the, quite the challenge. But again, uh, going back to the whole courage and, and empowering yourself to, to do this, it, you know, stepping outside of our comfort zone. It's not fun, but we can make it fun. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Plus, the thing
1: is, the first time we step out of our comfort zone is the most terrifying. Yes. But the more often we do that, the more amazing it becomes, you know, because the more often we step out of our comfort zone, the faster is the growth. Yes. So, and now when at the beginning, when I was stepping out of my comfort zone, it was hell. But now when I have a challenge, I just say, bring it on. Let's do this. Let's get this done. Because I know the outcome is going to be amazing Mm -hmm. because it has been so far. But Mm -hmm. we have to get to this point where we are over the edge and go down on the other side. Once we reach that, it's getting easier. But we have to challenge ourselves again and again.
0: Yes, Just yes, go for it. And it gets easier every time. To become a podcast guest, I ask writers to fill out an application and submit that application. And one of the things that I ask is ask, you know, what are three questions you'd like to be asked? Of course, I morph it into the conversation and things that I, I find or my intuition. And the other thing that I I ask is, why would you like to be interviewed? And you wrote, we all have a story, our stories. Stories change lives. Stories raise awareness. Stories empower. Talking about the dark times of our lives can be intimidating, to say the least. It is easier to believe that our stories don't matter than rise up and bring awareness to it. I want to show people the other side. I want to show them how empowering and liberating it is to no longer be silenced. But find our voice and talk about what happened to us. Fear is powerful emotion that can paralyze us. But understanding that our story has meaning, and needs to be told is the greatest gift we can give ourselves and the ones who need to hear it. And I have to tell you, when I read that, I was like, yep, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a writer, I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that. And and again, that we have been going, you know, if you were to kind of pick out that overall message in this podcast, that's it. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to write about it. It's okay to be uncomfortable. And it's okay to, you know, have those fears and feel that shame and, 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 you know, let the guilt of, you know, um, of, of things, you know, reside in us for a little bit, but sweep it to the side and say, excuse me, I'm going this way. Mm -hmm. And that has truly been the undertone of this whole entire conversation is our stories changes you know they changed lives because what we're doing by sharing them is reaching back to the person who's two steps behind us and going here let me give you my hand i'll help you along is there any greater gift that we can give somebody else no because we're giving it from our heart and again we're not giving we're not reaching back to somebody saying by the way, I'm gonna sell you this because I want, you know, I'm I'm ranking for I'm banking on SEO ratings. So, you know, and if that person does turn around and says that to you, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hands up, you're walking away. <laughs> go away now, go away. Exactly. The person who reaches back and with all the compassion and understanding and says, Let me help you. And truly, that is what I'm getting from your books, and and in speaking with you, and and so forth, and and in the pre, um, I have to say I have to mention this because in our pre-convers uh, pre-interview conversation, you and I giggled so much <laughs> about war paint, <laughs> and what do I mean by war paint? <laughs> makeup <laughs> yeah. because I do the podcast as an audio and yeah down the road I could you know publish part of this as uh with the the visual and it was so funny because I did today I did put on the mascara thinking you know <laughs> yeah I'm gonna put a little bit of my war paint on <laughs> That was a
1: wonderful (laughs) (laughs) pre-interview.
0: Well, yeah, because we found that we have so many things that are very, very similar. And again, that's that whole understanding of that we're so we have so many more similarities than differences. We really do. And if people, you know, just step back out of out of the me 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 focus they they when they do take that step back they see that oh wow i recognize that aspect oh yeah i know that one too Hmm, i need to work on that one they got that aspect i have it too but yeah i need to work on that one too
1: (laughs) Yep, that's where the jealousy part comes in. Oh,
0: Which is also yep. in my book, Understanding Jealousy. Is it? <laughs> that must have been a, a, um. well, no, I'm not going to assume. I'm going to ask you. Was that a more challenging element to write about, jealousy?
1: Well, it wasn't that challenging to write about. But once I went through my own situation of jealousy and judgment and understood why I did that to process that took a while. Yes. So, but yeah, no, everything that I was, I'm writing about in my book, I've already been through. So I didn't write about anything. I didn't understand. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's pretty interesting when you really go into the, the matter of things like really try and analyze it to little pieces, how much knowledge you get Yes. from how we react, why we behave the way we do and understanding that really opens up all the compassion to someone else who isn't as far as we are. That really helps you to reach back because yes, mo- a lot of people are self-focused. Okay. Like, hey, what's in it for me? Yeah. You know, that's what most people are focusing on, but we're taught to do this. Yeah. So and unlearn that is a journey in itself. But the more you unlearn that, the more you open up to compassion and embracing others for their differences, understanding why they behave the way they do and <clears throat> acknowledge that respect that and say yeah i know i've been there i understand it so now this doesn't upset me anymore because i understand it yes and this is the best gift we can give ourselves and others because they are struggling with something we have already been through but by understanding and seeing the signs of it we can say here let me explain to you what is going on right now black with the ocd I actually had a client who didn't understand why she had so much OCD. She didn't understand why the chair had to be in exactly this spot. Now, her story is in my book, so I'm allowed to talk about it. (laughs) Um, and it was that her mother was murdered by her boyfriend. And she could never understand why and they could never find any proof to get him in jail. They just assumed because he was a very abusive man when she told me. So, and he was like, everything has to be in its place. And when my kids play in the yard and they're done, I have to clean up everything right away. I can't just stand there and do nothing. And I explained to her, it's because it makes sense. Because for you, this is, you need this control. You need to know the chairs exactly where it is. always is because this makes sense but your mother's murder doesn't make sense
0: no so you're
1: trying to find ways to make sense and that's the ocd you can't comprehend what happened and you couldn't find closure so it's that perfectionism again the control the need to control because she feels so powerless
0: yeah
1: i explained that to her and She said, you know what, I went to therapy for years and no one could explain that to me. So the next weekend, it was last summer, she, her kids were playing in the garden and left the toys out and she was challenging herself. She was saying, nope, the toys can stay out there for a little while longer. Nothing's going to happen if they're out there. Mm -hmm. Even her husband came to her and asked if she was all right. (laughs) (laughs) So you see see, she started to understand why she was doing that Mm
0: -hmm. and this
1: gave her the closure she needed and she started challenging herself and letting the toys there and easing up and she started to notice when she was trying to control and took a step back so she was rewiring her brain by herself to stop doing this And this is amazing, once people understand why they're doing something, they can change it. It's just a little piece of knowledge they need. And this is what we can give them as people who have healed from that, people who understand it. This is so powerful. Mm -hmm. What's in it for me? I see the joy of the aha moment, this transformation happening in their eyes. That's what's in it for me. That's the best feeling I could ever ask for. Yes. That's what's in it for me. And this is
0: all that I need. Well, and it's very clear that your intention is to heal and to help others. Yeah. And, you know, I picked that up immediately when you and I spoke on that pre interview call that you're, again, you're not in this for the money. You're in this to help that person that's two steps behind and say, hey, hey, I I see you, I recognize you, I acknowledge you, and I'm telling you, you're worth it. Take my hand and let's go. And what a gift. (laughs) And being intuitive and and so forth is a blessing in, in the things that you're doing because you see things you sense things, I won't say you see things, you sense things that, you know, uh, a therapist who who works by the book from the book, um, from the education without, um, you know, without, that doesn't use the intuitive side, you're, you have that leg up and, excuse me, In that ability to connect with them, and there is something to be said for that because we all want to be acknowledged, we all want to be heard, we want to be seen. Nobody wants to, nobody enjoys that sense of alone. Yeah, there are times when we want to be alone and you know just kind of sink into self and be with self, but. That word alone and feeling alone and unwanted is not something people really want to experience. And so many of us find ourselves there from time to time. And and in that time, we want to feel that somebody gives two, you know, gives two shits about us. So... And your book is going to really, your books, excuse me, your series is really going to make a difference. And I truly, truly wish you the best of luck on all of this. Um, how can people find you on the internet? Wow. Well,
1: they can find me on my website, riseaboveyourstory.com. Okay. They can find me on LinkedIn under Sandra Kuz. On Facebook, I just started establishing a new Facebook page called Sandra the Trauma Whisperer. And they can reach me by email, sandra at rise dot com. Yeah, and I think that's it. I'm on Instagram, too, but hardly ever. So if you send me a message there, I won't get it until in a few months, maybe. <laughs>
0: You know, isn't it funny? I, I'll i talk to some people about uh, social media and some are like, oh, yeah. And they rattle off, you know, six different applications that they're on. And then other people are like, yeah, I really don't do social media.
1: <laughs> no, I wish I had a social media team that I wouldn't have to worry about it because
0: <laughs> I like to
1: be creative and not just you know, trying to get myself out there and be known, i rather be creative and write or whatever well, I feel drawn to. And
0: it, and it takes a lot of time. It really does take a lot of time to maintain all of that. And I'll have your website and uh, your book uh, on on the show notes page. And Sandra, I have truly enjoyed our conversation. Obviously, you can tell by the expression on my face. I've had many ooh aha moments. (laughs) Good, I'm glad. Yeah, you've uh, you are making a difference. And you know, I always when I had my when I was publishing my magazine Elements for a Healthier Life one of the comments that I always was sharing with the writers, uh, because I did things a little different with the writers. I didn't give them a an assignment. What I did was write from your heart. That was my only instruction, write from your heart. And of course, that drove a couple of writers a little crazy. And I would say, okay, well, here's a topic, start working on it, but follow your heart and let your heart lead the story. And nine times out of 10, the topic that they wrote about was not that initial prompt. It was just a prompt to get them going. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I always shared with them is your story matters and your words have power. And when I sat down to start doing the uh, podcast It was like, what is the overall message? I really, really want to get out there to people. And that is, your words have power. Your story matters. And, and, you know, somewhere along the line, I added, and, and, you know, keep your pen to paper or whatever. But it really is about Expressing yourself through mm-hmm. creativity. And it doesn't mean you have to express yourself through writing, whether it's writing a book, writing journal prompts, writing a, a, a letter that you either, you know, file away, send or burn. <laughs> Which I've done. <laughs> it's about drawing. It's about painting. It's about um, making ceramics. Anything that gets your story out out and in some creative form because it's it's that that moves us out of our emotional state of stuck (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you Sandra for joining me here in the pen to paper press podcast studio (laughs) thank you so much Sandy it was a wonderful interview you are very well I really enjoyed it Thank you. Before we end our time together, we'd like to say thank you for listening to my conversation with Sandra Cruz. To access her website and purchase the books she has written, visit pen2paperpress.com podcast and select the show notes page for this episode. The intention of Pen to Paper Press podcast is to reinforce that our words have power and our stories matter. To share this important message, I created several mug designs for you to choose from with my artwork. These are perfect for enjoying your favorite beverages when listening to this podcast series. You will find an array of products available for purchase at pentopaperpress.com/store. To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the newsletter and subscribe on your favorite podcast application. You are invited to share your favorite episode on social media and with individuals who will resonate with this content. Take care, and until next time, keep your pen to paper and write. Your words have power. Your story matters. Bye for now.